The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the available lines ahead of the college basketball tournament on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome to the Pride of Detroit post-game show. I know I'm coming in with the bravest face I can put on right now. Because quite honestly, I just want to go for a walk, stuff myself with some Taco Bell, and forget about tonight. And forget about the the plans I had tried to make with my dad. Forget about some of the other things where I'm just going over and over and over in my head about this game. It doesn't, it won't sting me as hard as I think it will because, but there's a lot that we need to talk about from this. And I'm going to welcome in Morgan Cannon, M Cannon 313, Pride of Detroit to join me. I'm Chris Perfett, the adequate host at Chris Perfett, the one who does therapy in a post-game session for Lions fans. Unfortunately, tonight might be the most therapy of therapy. And unfortunately for tonight, It has already been very tough. We've been live for a while, and I'm already seeing the emotions for a lot of people. Um, And I get it. I totally get it. I totally get the emotion. I totally get the heartbreak. I totally understand even some of the anger. But I also think that this team took you on a miraculous journey from even before even before August through the end of January. And you know what, Morgan? Getting your heart ripped out in the playoffs, not in the regular season, not on weird technicalities, getting your heart ripped out in the playoffs. You want to know something? That happens to every team. That's going to sound like a bit of cope. It's not. But you want to live in the big, in the, in the, in the space of real football teams, sometimes you win two playoff games and then you find a way to get your heart ripped out. We're going to get yep. into how your heart got ripped out, but I, I want to start there because I need to put it in perspective because I think right now a lot of fans want to be mad, but like, man, and, and sometimes some fans think that this stuff only happens to the Detroit Lions, and I am here to tell you it doesn't. This is the part of football that sucks. It hurts. It hurts a lot. But no one, no one in the NFL is immune to it. No one. No. And that's, you know, at the end of the day, they're the one seed for the reason. Like to give to give the Niners some credit, like they're a really complete team. They've been a really complete team for some time. And they could cash in here. You know, they won the conference and they're going to go on to play the Chiefs. But 
Yeah, man, the Lions had that game 24 to 7. Some stuff started bouncing the Niners way. Um, and then stuff, you know, it snowballs. It snowballs really quickly, right? You you get that, the bouncing off the face for Kendall Vildor, who at the end of the day, guys, I'm not trying to be disrespectful to Kendall Vildor, but in an ideal situation, he's not playing 100% of the snaps for a team that's in the NFC Championship, okay? But that's just how things shook out. And then you had that happen. Then you had the Jameer fumble, which was just a combination of uh, not being prepared and then bad luck. And then you had the fourth down that went off Jay Ray's hands uh, where Goff, you know, stepped up in the pocket, reset. And yeah, you know, it's going to sting, guys. It's going to sting more. And I think this is going to take some getting used to for us as a fan base. But this is going to sting more than other games because you were. Uh, you know, a couple bounces away from playing in the Super Bowl in two weeks. So I get it. I'm not saying yeah. you don't be upset. We're not saying that, but try to look at things from like be upset tonight, but then sleep on it and then look at it like like Chris is saying, this is a magical season, man. It's it's hard because there's two sticking points. Number one is the amount of points that were let up. And number two, almost part of it, too. And I'm sure it's going to come back to bite him because. People only think you're 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 a get daring on fourth down if you make every last fourth down. And I'm sorry, the fourth down that you talked about that was off of Josh Reynolds hands. That was the right play. Yep. And I'm not going to sit here and let people listen to people say, well, you needed to take the points here. This was your yep. identity all year long was to be aggressive, put the foot on the gas. To take those risks, to take that daring, because a field goal isn't automatic. It's not. It's not automatic. I know Michael Badgley hit a 54-yarder a few weeks ago. It's not automatic. It, there's percentages to everything. And I think at some point we need to grow up and admit that. And everyone has to be forced to admit that. There are percentages to everything. And you know what? It was right in Josh Reynolds' hands. And he didn't, and he didn't catch it. And I'm not going to try to do this to single out Josh Reynolds. I'm just saying... That's how this unfolded. This wasn't just, oh, let me take a fourth down decision and be a gambling man. No. It was right there. That was right there. And yeah, then the luck go to go from that to then your next offensive possession and Jameer Gibbs fumbles the football and the 49ers are right back in it on the Lions 25, 24, wherever it was. Man, it's tough. Man, that's tough. Suddenly they're rocking and rolling. Suddenly they're back in it. Suddenly they have all the energy. Suddenly they have all the power. And then, yeah, other things that happen. Kindle Vildor, as you mentioned, Brandon Ayuk's like effing circus catch, which I don't understand how that got home to him. Greg Jen, uh, I mean, not Greg, uh, Jennings, Jennings, the other receiver, like oh. with the tipped ball, somehow hauling it in for a first down on what should have been in the end of a of a drive. Like, man, 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 even later in the game, some of these drop passes that we were seeing all throughout there, man. This was the yeah. worst time to get the worst kind of breaks. We've been saying for a while the Lions got some luck on their side. This time, all the luck was with the was with Brock Purdy and the 49ers in this game. And but that's that's what I mean. Like, you have to look at it and understand 
how these things broke in a certain way. It's not because of some fault of Dan Campbell on being too aggressive, on being like an idiot or anything like that. If anyone's blaming Dan Campbell for any of this afterwards, like I don't like all of his decisions. Certainly didn't like some of those plays like the 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 goal line run. But I'm sorry, man, that's not it's not it's not a massive negative for me. It can't be. It can't be. This man brought you all this way here. And how many times did it pay off, right, guys? Like, yes, hindsight's going to be 2020 today. Well, I have a couple points on the on the going for it thing. Hindsight's going to be 2020. How many how many games did the Lions win because Campbell was aggressive in these moments and kept his foot on the gas or went through the ball instead of ran it just to get that first down and end the game on offense? There's been so many. Okay, so. You can't judge him for that. I'm going to be interested. I want to go and listen to his post-game presser. I heard he got pretty emotional, which I kind of figured he was going to. Yeah. Um, and the, the second part of that is, to Chris's point, the reason I do think, like, Campbell's always going to be an aggressive coach. That's just who he is. But the reason he's ultra-aggressive in some of these situations, man, is because they don't have a kicker. Like, yeah, Badgley hit that 52-yarder or whatever he hit, 54-yarder against the Rams. I was so nervous for that kick. That was probably the most nervous I was in that game because I did not have a good feeling about it going in. And that first kick would have been a 45 or a 46 yarder off the top of my head. And the second kick would have been a 48 yarder. Um, the ones that Campbell quote unquote passed up on the, on the fourth down conversion. So yes, you can say, you know, yes, you got to take the points there. And then the lines are tied up when they score that last touchdown to Jameson. But that's a lot of revisionist history. And you got to ask yourself, like, yeah, the, the, both of those aren't, you know, yes, they could have both gone in. But at the same time, man, you don't under like you don't know. And like they don't have a kicker that they really can depend on. You can tell by the way they call games. So, yeah. It's, and they it's, still have a problem wrapping up on defense. A lot of broken yeah. tackles. Again, if there's anything yep. I think this team needs to work on, it's their method of tackling. But man, like. I'll say I'll say this, and I'm quoting here from Justin Rogers. Dan Campbell said he was honest with the locker room. This might have been their only shot. He doesn't believe that. He doesn't think that. But it's the reality. The NFL said it will be twice as difficult next year. I'd love to say this team is going to be right back here. I'd love to say this team has a lot of promise. You're probably losing a lot of your offensive coaching staff, maybe to multiple teams, depending on certain rumors. You're going to have to play a first place schedule. You're going to have to make some decisions eventually on contracts to be handed out. That's the life of being a big boy in the NFL. He's right. He's absolutely right. I'd love to say that this is just the beginning. I'd love to say that you had your chance and it sucks. It fell out of your hands. But I also don't think we're going to come back here next year. And just go straight back to the to the garbage pit. Like the Lions are trying to build something that will stand the test of time. Now that's hard. That's very hard, but it's all you really can do. And I mentioned it on the podcast. I mentioned this phrase in the podcast, the lions won their first playoff game in 32 years. And when I mention it again, the motto of the city of Detroit resurgent center. Uh, sorry. I I'm going to try not to get it uh, backwards this time too. I originally had it backwards. Um, Sparamus Meliora resurgent Cineribus. I always try to do the Cenerebus part first. And I don't know why. And again, if you didn't listen to that podcast, let's translate the Latin for you. We hope for better things. It will rise from the ashes. 
that's the fate of all sports. Only one team can win every year. And I know like hell you want it to be your team. I know like hell you want it to be your team. And I know it would be very easy for us to sit up here and say and try to do the easy thing, which is just to declare everyone's a, a loser. L- loser, loser, loser. I'm only interested in winners. Loser. I hate that kind of American. And that is an American mentality that ignores all the hard work that you come that sometimes it's not enough. Sometimes it's not enough. I've been w- sitting on that line. I was waiting for the moment I would have to use it when the Lions eventually do lose. because. Not everything gets to go your way. Not everything gets to end with you standing atop the bodies of the vanquished, triumphant. Many, many, many more times, failure, no matter where it is, is your lot. That's not just for the Detroit Lions. That's for everyone. You have to live with it. You have to live with it. And all you can do, you could, I would love to say like all those dumbasses on success win Instagram or whatever, that failure is the road to success. I've known many people who are brilliant their entire lives. So, so brilliant. All they ever got to reap was failure their entire life. All you can do is just that you hope for better things and it'll come out of the failures that you, that you had before. That's all you can do as the Detroit Lions. You look at the season you had, and I refuse to do the other thing, too. I refuse to do the other thing, too, to crush this team, to crush Dan Campbell, to ask why didn't they win? Because, damn it, that that diminishes the heart of this team. That diminishes the effort they gave for this entire year. That diminishes the emotion you saw across Detroit, across Michigan, across the country, across Lions Nation of all these fans pouring out their heart chanting Jared Goff at hockey games, you know, waving lions flags, wherever they could go, mobbing, mobbing the, 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 the players as they come out of games, like man, so much emotion, so much heart for this team. And that's the good stuff. And you can't walk away from it. Now you can't walk away from it now just because it came up short. You can't do that. You want to be the best sports fans in the country. You want to be the team that loves this, that that wants to stand for your guys. Then sometimes, man, that comes with failure too. You can't be ungrateful a-holes. You can't do it. Like I refuse to sit here and let the work these guys did. And it was a lot of work this year. It was a lot of work and it was a lot of tougher guys who put their bodies on the line every play. It was a lot of work for guys who who go out there and realize that the next play might be their last in the NFL. They might not have a job this time next year. It's tough as hell. This is an actual fucking blood sport out here, man. Like I I don't know how else to say it. What they go out there and do and do is superhuman things. Not like I can go home tonight, uh, tomorrow, and I can go play baseball in a backyard. I can go play basketball. I certainly as fuck can't play NFL tackle football with the pads and everything. I get mangled. I'd be in the ER within three hours. It's amazing what they do out there, man. It's amazing what they do out there. I marvel at it every day. I fucking marvel at it. And it's why I try to run a podcast. It's why I'm a fan of football. It's why I'm a fan of the Detroit Lions. And I hate seeing people 
take that and diminish it. And I know that's part of the kayfabe. I know that's why you're here. You're the screaming nonsense lunatics in the Coliseum, putting a thumbs down, waiting for the tiger to eat the a lion to eat the gladiator. You don't care. You don't care. And I get it because you're in the moment. I'm trying to pull you out of the moment right now. And I'm telling you, look at all of this. Look at this journey you just went on. It may have not been the ending you wanted to write, but it's the ending that got written for you. And you should appreciate it, man. Just, I don't know what else to say. I know it should be, you should kill this team, but I can't do it. I can't do it. I got too close in watching this team, how they put things together, how they fought out there. All these guys we talked to, I can't kill them, man. I can't. No, at the end of the day, it was still a great season. Um, they they could kick down so many doors, man, that were previously up and seemed so, you know, difficult to to, you know, top. And they did it, man. It was an awesome journey. You can't be mad at it. I'm just I'm grateful for the season. And yeah, like to Dan's point, it's tough. It's going to get tougher, you know, making it back. But, to you know, on the other flip side of that, like the, the Niners were playing in their what, like fourth NFC championship in five yeah. or six years. So. Maybe and, it can. You know, it's, it's tough to get there. As he says, he doesn't even believe it himself. He thinks he'll be back, but. They're going to be back, man. I, I trust. I trust Brad. I trust Dan. That's the hope, right? Um, That's the hope for better things that they will be back. Yeah, it's it's listen, just I think Chris said it succinctly there. That was a good way to good way to phrase it. There's it was a hell of a season. And that's a great team on the other side, man. Like had they beat the Niners, that would have been considered a pretty big upset. And you look at, you know, like look at the Ravens, right? You want to talk about some pain (laughs) like the Ravens Super Bowl window has been open like they're loaded to the teeth, man. They've got their quarterback, their MVP quarterback. They're good everywhere right now. So you won better. What about the Buffalo Bills? They've been to four Super Bowls in their lifetime. Hasn't got one. What happens this year? Wide right. I, I don't want to compare pain because that feels cheap, but uh, that's that's I think that's kind of like what we're talking about, Morgan. When we started this by saying this happens to everyone. If you're a big boy in the NFL, just because you're in the playoff doesn't mean you're immune to pain. It doesn't. And we kind of get stuck in this vacuum. We're like, oh, the Lions choked a lead away. And like, yes, they did. They played a bad third quarter, but it's not like they were out there just shitting down their leg, you know, like to to not to put it, you know, in an uneloquent way. But, you know, there was just some bad breaks, man. I, Jameer's are, uh, hasn't really put the ball on the ground much at all this year. And it's bobbling around and it comes out. Mm-hmm. And then the one goes off Vildor's face like we just tashed out and, yeah, like the windows open. I don't I know it's tough to talk about windows, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, like there were just some bad, some drops, some just things that didn't go your way. And at the end of the day, that's all it takes, especially against a team that's really damn good at home. You know. Yeah. My voice yeah. is going so quick, man. I think mine is too. So we're gonna wrap up the post-game podcast. I think I have enough in the can for this. Um, guys. I really do urge it. And I'm not trying to be like Homer about or anything, man, but I really do mean it. You had something special this season. There was a lot that happened this season and it's too easy and it's too hacky to look at all of that and let one loss evaporate all of it. The journey becomes the win, not the result. If you just think about the results, if that's what you want to be, so be it. Go be that person. I can't walk that path with you. 
because that path will not only have you disappointed a lot, but eventually those successes stop and you come crashing down to earth. Yep. What I have appreciated about this team is that it is tried like hell. And I hope and I continue to want to see it trying like hell. And I want to end this with a quote from David Montgomery that came out and I really it moves me and I've kind of been like sitting here being moved about it. It sucks. But at the end of the day, ultimately, we love each other. Always going to be love for each and every one of us in here. It's unfortunate when you play games like this. It's a winner and a loser. That's what I mean, man. It's not always about like that. The guys wearing your color didn't get to have the right result for them. I don't I don't have any more words. Thank you all. No, he, for listening. he also called Dan Campbell the best coach in the league. So something to, and I agree something with to, him. Yeah. I, yeah. I really do agree with him. He was going he's going to get criticized a lot this week. He's going to get criticized a lot this week, and I'm going to ask anyone who does, if you're listening to anyone trying to criticize him, once again, go back and look at the context for everything and understand that this is part of the identity of the team. And he, that, that aggressiveness got you this far, and now you want to panic. I can't. I can't. Be ready for POD cast this week. Be ready for some other stuff this week. Um, thank you guys so much for this season. I, um, I've been holding something back. I'm exhausted. My personal life has kept me perpetually for months on the verge of burning out. At some point, I'm going to take a break. But for tonight, we had to put this out. And until next time, as I tell you every time, because likewise, like like the low, like the motto, I say it because I hope to see you guys up there and and you know following your dreams at some point. Because I'll see you star side. Goodbye. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com.